KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, October 16th. The county is planning to consolidate migrant drop-offs. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. After nearly seven months of negotiating, Kaiser Permanente and its health workers have agreed on a tentative contract deal. It includes a 21% raise over four years, more investment in professional development, and a $25 an hour minimum wage that will be phased in over the next three years. SEIU UHW President Dave Reagan calls it a landmark deal. Initial reports are that it's being received positively and a bargaining team of almost 300 rank-and-file healthcare workers from around the country was unanimous in recommending the tentative agreement to members and will begin ratifying next week. Kaiser officials say it's not their intention for this agreement to impact rates for patients. Coronado has unveiled a new housing plan meant to get the city into compliance with state law. Two years ago, Coronado adopted a housing plan that zoned for only a third of the homes that the state determined were necessary to meet the city's housing needs. State officials rejected that plan and threatened to sue the city if it didn't identify enough sites for affordable housing. The new plan makes use of 10 sites to zone for the required amount of new housing. The Coronado City Council will vote on the updated housing plan tomorrow. MTS launched its first electric bus rapid route it's a step towards getting to net zero emissions in the region. Rapid 227 will operate in Otay Mesa, Nestor, and Imperial Beach. It offers limited stops, shorter travel times, and more frequent service. It will also connect cross-border travelers from Baja California to various parts of San Diego through the Blue Line. Rapid 227 will be free to ride through October 31st. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The San Diego County Board of Supervisors last week voted to allocate $3 million to organizations helping process migrants being dropped off by U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers. But organizations are stretched thin waiting for details. North County reporter Tanya Thorne says the county has a new plan in the works to consolidate migrant drop-offs. From 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., seven days a week. That is the rough schedule many volunteers and nonprofit organizations in North County have been working to keep up with the migrants being dropped off by CBP. 
Max Disposti says the North County LGBTQ Resource Center he heads and Interfaith Community Services have been leading the operations. With no end to the drop-offs in sight, Disposti says financial support will help but won't solve the problem. The $3 million are not going to resolve everything because it's really a little drop in the bucket. Um, the cost of these operations from our volunteers and resources are really, really high. The county did not say when or how the funds will be distributed, but did say the goal is to have some sort of consolidation of where migrants are dropped off. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Several San Diegans are appealing to the U.N. tomorrow about excessive use of force by U.S. police against Americans of color. Reporter Katie Heisen has more. Ted Womack was 16, walking home, when an officer followed him without cause, he says. And I was like, it looks like you're following me home. I don't want to be followed home. And he arrested me and put me in the back of a car and said, I'm impeding an investigation or obstructing. It was the first of at least 100 unprovoked interactions with the police, he says. Black Americans are arrested and killed by police at much higher rates than white Americans, but rarely find justice in U.S. systems. So Womack is taking it international. With the nonprofit Alliance San Diego, he's asking the UN to consider excessive police use of force as a human rights violation. I'm a little bit nervous, just a little bit. A part of me kind of feels like I'm still this like one small person going to speak to a giant, you know? He hopes their stories will open people's eyes, but he also wants something concrete for the U.S. to change its use of force standard from reasonable to the international standard of necessary and proportionate. Any law enforcement officer can under their discretion say, well, I feel like it was reasonable to choke this guy for 20 minutes because to me he was not following my instructions and the person dies. The U.N. Human Rights Committee will weigh their testimony before issuing their own report. Katie Heisen, KPBS News. September was among the warmest ever in the U.S., but the weather was pretty moderate in Southern California. Environment reporter Eric Anderson has details. Most of the country baked in record heat in September, making the month the seventh warmest in the last 129 years. It's also the third driest September ever recorded in the lower 48. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Rocky Bellotta forecasts warmer-than-usual conditions through the winter. With a combination of multiple months of being above normal temperatures, uh, mix in as we're sort of starting to push into this El Nino season, we're starting to see a lot of continuous states and, and locations, geographies of the United States kind of maintain this record warmth that we're seeing. Southern California bucked the national trend last month, recording average or below average temperatures. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. San Diego Unified is now accepting priority applications from families who want their children to attend campuses other than their neighborhood school. Education reporter M.G. Perez says the choice is yours. 
The priority window of opportunity is open through November 15th as San Diego Unified accepts applications for choice schools anywhere in the district. Almost 10,000 applications come in every fall from families who want to find the right fit for their child to succeed. You have an 80% chance of being accepted at one of your top three choices. That's according to Marceline Marquez, the district's operations support officer in charge of the process. If you have a little budding scientist or a little junior Picasso, that is going to help you guide what school you apply for in an area that they're really interested in. Transportation to a choice school is only guaranteed for students with special needs who have that requirement. Go to SanDiegoUnified.org and click on the school choice banner to find out more. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Coming up, a pedestrian bridge that links two San Diego neighborhoods is about more than just getting from one place to another. Find out what makes Vermont Street Bridge special, plus more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. It's a history a lot of Americans aren't aware of. But now there's a place right here in San Diego where all of us can learn about the contributions of Black Americans to aviation. Reporter John Carroll says it's found at the San Diego Air and Space Museum. The museum's World War II exhibit is now bigger, more complete. Next to a P-52 Mustang, the plane used by the famed Tuskegee Airmen, there is a large new picture board featuring some of the leading Black American aviators and astronauts. And there's a new animatronic recreation of Brigadier General Benjamin O. Davis, Jr. He was the first black general in the Air Force and the first commander of the Tuskegee Airmen. Museum President and CEO Jim Kidrick says the newly augmented exhibit is meant to deepen the understanding of the contributions of black aviators. You've got to tell the story. You've got to help connect the dots of history and then help also vision the future. The animatronic recreation of General Davis holds forth on his history in the Air Force, along with the many obstacles faced and overcome by black American aviators over the years. John Carroll, KPBS News. Reporter John Carroll also has a story about San Diego's Vermont Street Bridge. It allows people to cross back and forth between two San Diego neighborhoods, but he found that it's about much more than just getting from here to there. Like so many streets in San Diego County, Vermont Street is divided by a canyon. In that canyon, a freeway on-ramp and Washington Street, and over it, the Vermont Street Bridge, linking the neighborhoods of Hillcrest and University Heights. But this bridge is about much more than concrete and steel. As you walk across it, you are surrounded by art. I'm an artist and an educator. 
Lynn Susseltz is also a creator. She was part of a trio of artists who, 30 years ago, brought an idea to life, an idea that was novel for San Diego back in the early 90s, public art. We met her at the bridge. The art is a series of stainless steel and colored acrylic panels, um, as well as uh, decorative work on the, on the concrete, sandblasted text and um, design decoration shapes and symbols. A description worthy of Webster's Dictionary. But you have to walk this bridge to have that description come to life, to experience the idea at the heart of the art. The ideas, the metaphors of bridging uh, and walking and a way to look at our sense of time and, and space and our environment. Many of the panels feature quotes, some whimsical like this one from Kate Sessions. I am thankful that I wear sensible shoes and can walk with comfort all day long. Sessions is joined by two other locals with featured quotes, Dr. Seuss and famed architect Irving Gill, whose quote is anything but whimsical. What idle or significant sentence will we write with brick and stone, wood, steel and concrete upon the sensitive page of the earth? Other panels feature symbols. Susseltz tells me about one that has symbols of the state of California and one that shows Mexico and California together. This is the connection and the change in history here where we were, we were Mexico, yes, right here we where were. we're standing and many folks don't know that. So there is the art on both sides of you. There is also art found underfoot, swirling shapes etched into the concrete. So I wanted this to kind of be a reflection of maybe a Zen garden or a garden that you might see behind a craftsman home. A nod to the many craftsman homes found in University Heights. Bordering the shapes are words, more precisely, definitions of one word. There are at least seven that we used on the bridge, different definitions of bridge. Huh? Okay. and everything from a card game <laughs> to the wooden piece in the middle of a musical stringed instrument. Yes. Apart from the artists, there was another driving force behind this piece of public art. Her name is Gail Goldman. I then came to San Diego to be the founding director of the City of San Diego's public art program. That was more than 30 years ago. Her first project was the Vermont Street Bridge, at first, it was just going to be a bridge, concrete and steel, no art. But Goldman had other ideas. How do you create a place that people want to be? And art is a way to do that, to give it some meaning and to make it a destination, as opposed to just having a tunnel I, you know, of anxiety. How do I get from this end to that end? So people now can meander, just like the, the pattern in the Hardscape. Nearly 30 years after the bridge was finished, Lynn Susseltz says the idea behind it remains the same. So an opportunity to really consider where you are and take a moment in an in a amazing environment, you know, 200 feet above a canyon of San Diego, next to a freeway, you know, take a moment and see where you are. And when where you are is the Vermont Street Bridge, you know you're at a place that's about so much more than just a way to get from here to there. John Carroll, KPBS News.
That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Monday.